0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios,
0: this is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. if you take a step back and look at this situation the jets and robert Sala and that staff made the decision
2: to go there before they ever started to dive into these college quarterbacks one of the reasons why when they had their pick of job in the nfl that they went to the jets is because they saw something in sam Darnold that they really liked just be very careful passing up on young quarterbacks in a short period of time, when they had zero chance to show what what they were capable of, be very careful with that. <laughs> is that this is, the reason I'm like, is that Dan Arlovsky? All right, so I'm two oh, for yeah. three. But do you know how I know that's Dan Orlosky How? Because every time you play a soundbite of Dan Orlosky it sounds like he's going out of his way to defend himself. Like it sounds like that somebody had a problem with him on Twitter. And then he's got to defend himself and go on like these giant loud rants. Like that's how I think of my Dan Arlowski's, let's just say. I'm not, I'm not hating on the dude. The guy's very knowledgeable. Um, you know, he, he breaks down a lot of film. I respect it. He's just, he's always in defense mode, man. It's awesome. All right. So let's finish this conversation real quick. Who's Alex Smith backup quarterback. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this as my co-host Brent Martineau always says. Let's put a bow on it, because, listen, I don't want to be on the fence. Do you bring Alex Smith in, yes or no? And I've made points why you should, and I've made points why you shouldn't. And I'm going to the conversation, but I'm seeing a lot of great comments uh, coming on our ESPN 690 stream chat. Could I say that right? Yeah, I guess that counts. That's good enough. Isn't that, is that not what it's called?
1: It just says chat. I see a lot of comments in the chat. Stream chat. In the chat.
2: Well, okay. I'm looking at the video right now, man. And you got a sticker that says ESPN 690 Stream Chat.
1: Right, right, yeah. But you. So can you, I call it
2: the Stream Chat?
1: You can, but like the cool people call it Chat.
2: So you call me not cool now.
1: I'm just saying if you no, want, if say you want to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, they call it Chat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so are you calling me a square right now?
1: I'm not calling you a square. I'm just saying that's what the streamers say.
2: Coos, we got two more hours in the show. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to remain calm. Brent's coming in tomorrow to try to regulate everything a little better. All right. So I'm gonna try to lock it in for two more hours. But I'll tell you right now, I'm at, I'm at about a six with okay. you. Okay? I'm up at a six. Okay. All right? Because yeah. you got ESPN six ninety stream chat, so then don't get upset with me when I read I would, it right off the monitor, man.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not upset with you. I'm just saying. But normally, you call me a square. No, no, no. Normally, streamers will have a thing that says stream chat above it, but then they call it chat.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Am I, am I going on the show? Hey, be sure to like and subscribe. No. We should be. Have I ever said that? But we should. But have I ever said that? No, but we so should. So am I a streamer? <laughs> well, you are. You've been streaming for two years. It, it ain't my stream, though, is it? Who's streamer is <laughs> it? You are on it? the stream. I'm on the stream, but it ain't my stream, okay? My okay. stream would be different. That's so, fair. Back to the ESPN 690 stream chat. We're checking out in the comments right now. Uh, we got Timmy Devil coming in. I'll pass on Alex Smith personally. Uh, what else we got here? Think about it. What, think about it of what Smith did to Patrick Mahomes and quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. Okay. Th- this is a good call. This is from Jaguars. Wait, Junior Jags Press. Think about what Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes and Matt Hasselbeck. He's not wrong here. And I understand that Patrick Mahomes is always the fallback on, well, you know, look what what he had. And even Aaron Rodgers would be like, well, Aaron Rodgers had Brett Favre for a while. Like, Aaron Rodgers didn't come in right away and take over. He had time to learn a little bit. And I get what you're saying. But keep in mind how the whole Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing transpired. Alex Smith started a majority of Mahomes' rookie year. Now, he got some, you know, reps here or there. But the following season, if I'm not mistaken, they got Chad Henny. When Mahomes was a starter and Alex Smith, you know, went to bigger and better things, they got a guy by the name of Chad Henny. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Chad Henny was in Jacksonville. When who was the quarterback here? None other than the boat, Blake Bortles. So I guess this is kind of my point that I'm trying to get at here. I feel like if you're a good quarterback and you're a mature quarterback, a la Joe Burrow, who keep in mind, yeah, he had two, you know, seasons of playing, but also he, you kind of got the sense when he got into the league, like, he had a lot of experience. Justin Herbert, the same thing. Justin Herbert could have came out a year earlier, chose to stay, went an extra year in Oregon, comes out. Now he's got Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure, you know, how highly of a of a coveted quarterback Tyrod Taylor is. Now the doctor in Los Angeles punctures that lung, intentional or not, we may never know. But when it's Justin Herbert's time, he didn't have anybody at the backup quarterback position. I don't even know who the backup quarterback was in L.A. behind uh, Tyrod Taylor when he was out. I honestly have no idea. And that didn't affect him at all either. So I think we have to ask yourself this question. Is Trevor Lawrence mature enough? Can he handle the workload? And to answer that question, I think it is yes. It's an unequivocally yes. Like I think guys like Baker Mayfield... I'm trying to think of some other quarterbacks as well, who you know, obviously Johnny Manziel, but like guys that maybe, you know, they're still young, I don't want to say immature because I, I hate that narrative, but guys that are just they still have a lot to learn about the league. Let's say they're not as mature as some other guys. Well then yeah, maybe you need that backup quarterback to kind of show you the way a little bit. But every Trevor Lawrence interview that I watch, every Trevor Lawrence scouting report that I watch, I never see the phrase immature. Or, you know, um, lacks leadership, any of those types of things. Like what we need Trevor Lawrence to do now, obviously, is learn how to read defenses, right? Like, like any rookie quarterback. And that to me is where the coaches come in. That's where Urban Meyer comes in. To me, you need a great backup quarterback when you have a guy who's maybe a little mature, who's maybe a little timid, and you need to boost his confidence a little bit, right? Like I'm, I'm convinced that, you know, I'm not sure about Tua Tonga Viola yet, right? He obviously had a rough rookie season. We shall see. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's a very highly coveted backup quarterback, and it seemed like Fitzpatrick couldn't get through to Tua. So every case is unique. And I'm not saying that Tua Tonga is immature or anything like that. I feel like he's actually a very mature quarterback, right? Now Maybe the injury had something to do with it. Whatever the case may be, he didn't have a good first year. But I can sit here right now and say I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence off the field. I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence and the workload being too big for him. All right? All I'm worried about with Trevor Lawrence is how can he recognize defenses? Can he call it the cover one, the man coverage? Can he call it cover two, cover three? Can he call audibles and stuff like this? We'll find out. But that's where the the coach comes into play. So once again, to put a bow on this, I think that if I'm Alex Smith – and I'm looking at the NFL right now. I think the Bears are definitely the intriguing team to me, depending what I want out of this. But I don't know too many quarterbacks out there who just say, you know what, it's my goal to be a backup quarterback. That's what I want to be. Now, Jameis Winston did that, but that was more, I think, out of the necessity just because he wasn't getting a lot of looks at the starting quarterback spot. And obviously what a better opportunity than to learn from Drew Brees and Sean Payton uh, in New Orleans and you always kind of got the sense that if Drew Brees is done this year, maybe Jameis takes over for him. So there's there a method to the madness. There's a plan for Jameis Winston. From Alex Smith's perspective, do you really just want to say, yeah, I want to be a backup quarterback? Or do you try to be a starter? I think anybody tries to be the starter, and I think he's got a pretty good shot in Chicago. At least he has a fighting chance, let's just say. Now, we'll see what the Chicago Bears do, because I'm not sold that Nagy's even uh, – on a on a cold seat right now. I think I think Nagy is on a hot seat. I think the Bears have to win this year. Now they went eight and eight last year, but it was a quiet eight and eight. Um, it was an eight and eight that wasn't good, let's just say. And if you know anything about Chicago and the way that ownership is ran and that front office is ran, there is tradition there, and they expect winning more than anything. Uh, I remember when Lovey Smith got fired after, like I think they, he won 10 games, and they still canned him. Then obviously Mark Tressman after a rough season, we'll see you later, Mark Tressman. Then John Fox comes in, I think he has one or two years, oh, we'll see you, John Fox. I think that Nagy right now is on a hot seat, and I'm not sure that if you risk it with Alex Smith or not, but I'm just saying they they got to win games. So if that means that bringing Alex Smith for some more quarterback competition to try to get the best guy out of that competition, then so be it. But if you're Alex Smith and you say, you know what, I can't start at any team in this league, the Jacksonville Jaguars have Urban Meyer, I know Urban Meyer very well, then so be it. And who knows? Maybe we're not even sure if Alex Smith is going to keep on playing. Maybe he retires. Maybe Urban Meyer brings him in some kind of, like, coaching role, let's just say. Who knows? Alex Smith's been through a lot, everybody. All right? That guy's overcome odd after odd after odd. Maybe he's done. You know, maybe it's, it's time for him to hang it up. Who knows? But if that's the case then, and you want to bring him on the team as some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of special uh, quarterback advisor because the Jaguars have like 100 titles this year, I'm all for that as well. Why not? Have an extra guy in the room to bounce ideas off of with no pressure of actually having him take your job? I'm all for that. I think Urban Meyer would be for that as well. So we'll see what happens on the Alex Smith front. But, you know, in conclusion, if the money's right, then so be it. But I think if we're talking eight eight 8.5, you seriously got to consider it, knowing that you have other needs on this team and other pressing matters ahead. So we'll see what happens. And don't forget, and I understand everyone's off the Gardner Minshew train now. And rightfully so. It just seemed like a year ago we we're all, you know, picking him in our fantasy lineups, and we we're getting that free case of Budweiser, Bud Light that we were promised. And if you won it, what, what was the award if you won with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback? Was it a free? I think free but, beer for well, the season. Well, you had to take
1: Minshew in the first round.
2: Okay, yeah. And what and was the
1: th- I think it.
2: I think was, it was free beer for the season.
1: It was beer for the season or the year or the
2: year. Well, season year, same, yeah, yeah. same kind of thing.
1: Well, I mean, if it's season, I mean,
2: yeah. that would have been over by now. But Yeah. Well, listen, we, we've come a long ways from that, haven't we? I mean, it's just, it seems like yesterday we're talking about that. Yeah. And now we're talking about a guy who's kind of on an afterthought. You know, every once in a while he posts a crazy Instagram video or a Twitter video of him, you know, scooping up. Did you see the, the video of him doing the pre workout stuff?
1: That's like a big TikTok thing. Like,. Like, okay. That's a big TikTok thing. Where was it? What so? What did he do in it?
2: So there was two scoops. Yeah. Uh, of something. Now, obviously, he has his mullet, and yeah. I think Motley Crue was playing in the background. Makes, very, makes very, sense. very on brand for yeah. Gardner Minshew. Okay, very, very on brand. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell. Didn't show what kind of powder he was taking.
1: Well, yeah, it's not a sponsorship. Well, so, it's not a
2: sponsorship, yeah. but um, one could assume that it was some kind of pre-workout, and then I am going to go out of my way and say it was probably some kind of branch chain amino acid. Okay. And he puts both those in his mouth and then he just chucks the, some just water. Just the powder? Just the powder. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Then he puts both of them in his mouth and then he takes some water and like you know, kinda swishes it around a little bit. So swallows it and then he starts to headbang yep. you know, with with the rock music. Yep, there's a lot
1: that is like a huge trend on TikTok right now. Okay. Um of kids that'll be like outside the gym, right? And they'll they'll So the other thing that they're supposed to Minshew you did the better way. Yeah. What kids are doing, and this is gonna make you cringe, is they will get one of those like bang energy drinks sure and they'll poke a hole at the bottom like they're gonna shotgun it take the pre-workout pour it into the little hole that they just did smart and then shotgun the whole thing and then they like freak out and headbang and run into the gym
2: yeah i'm sure that's good for your heart uh yeah i'm sure the heart I'm, loves I'm, that i mean i get you're a kid <laughs> and everything so you can get away with that kind of stuff but you sort to turn my age you, and you're you're shotgunning bang energy drinks with branched-chain amino acids. You're asking for the hospital. There user. was
1: there was a video where, like, a, a doctor responded to that. It was like, as a doctor, yeah. I cannot re- recommend doing this. Yeah. However, if you do it, please Record take a it. video so we can see <laughs> you being an idiot.
2: <laughs> this is like the whole Tide Pod thing all over again. Yeah. But the, the point that I'm trying to make here, Kuz, is we celebrated Gardner Minshew, and now all of a sudden it's like he's not good enough. Now all of a sudden it's like, all right, got to take care of Trevor Lawrence. Ron from Gardner Minshew. But here's the thing. I get the point, and, and, and I get the narrative that you're bringing in Alex Smith because you want to teach Trevor Lawrence. Well, oh, it- and that's fine. But if you're trying to win ball games, like, would you take Alex Smith over Gardner Minshew?
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When, yeah. you. when you mentioned uh, if Trevor Lawrence goes down for, for whatever reason, the Could, season's over. You I, better find some yeah, not.
2: We have listeners, man.
1: Come I know, on. I know. Okay. But you were saying that, and, and, and the first thing I thought was, does Minshew give you a better chance to win than Alex Smith? Like, yeah. if, if, say, they're making a playoff push, and, and, like again, God forbid, Trevor Lawrence goes down, yeah. out of those two, who do you trust to make a move or a push or continue that push better?
2: Listen, from what I saw last year, I mean listen, Alex Smith went five and one, alright, so you can't deny that. Now are the are the is the QB rating up to notch? Is the, the, the touchdown interception ratio up to notch? No, but he found a way to win games. Five and one. All right. So you can't deny that he gave that team a spark. At the same time, would he be worth the extra eight to nine, probably eight million dollars that you're gonna be paying him over Minshew? That I'm not sure. Because it's like I always say on this show, it's convenient when a backup quarterback can come in and win you ball games. But if for whatever reason your starting quarterback goes out, and let's say for an extended period of time, and once again I'm knocking on wood, there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL where if your starting quarterback goes out where their fans are like, oh, we're okay because we have so-and-so on deck. Right? Like even – Even in Detroit, who I think Chase Daniel is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the highest-paid backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, You know, he's been around for a while. He was in Kansas City with me. But even when Chase Daniel went in, like, okay, there's a sense that he can come in and win this game for the Lions. But can he lead this team, you know, to the playoffs and the Super Bowl? I'm not sure. I mean, we, we saw this with Nick Foles a little bit. But that was, you know, that was you had a couple of games after the regular season. The playoffs started. It's just, I don't know, Kuz, it's a, it's a slippery slope because I think that if Minshew or Alex Smith are here, and let's say that Lawrence goes out week two, week three, and we're, we're counting on Alex Smith or Gardner Minshew to lead us to the promised land, I don't think that's going to happen then. Okay? I don't, I don't think that's very realistic. So what you need out of a backup quarterback, like I always say, you need that spark. The classic example that I saw last year, well actually two classic examples. It's when Brian Fitzpatrick came in for Tua Tonga Viola, and it's when Marcus Mariota came in for Derek Carr after like he pulled the groin right off the bone, it seemed like. Those two guys provided the spark. Now, when they went in were the where the fan base is like, oh, whoa, here we go, Mariota's coming to take us to the Super Bowl. No. When Brian Fitzpatrick went in, it's like, all right, well, here we go, Dolphins going to the Super Bowl now, get ready, no. But you got the sense that, okay, well, here here comes that spark, all right? These offenses are stagnant right now. Let's get a change of pace, and let's see what we can do. And they provided this spark. Now, sometimes that spark can grow to a flame, and it lasts two, three, sometimes four games. Sometimes you have its magic, right? Sometimes that works. But like all flames, eventually, it usually dies out. So that's why I'm so evident in saying there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, of rolling with Minshew. Now, can he mentor Trevor Lawrence? Probably not. You know, maybe on on mullets he can give him some advice. Maybe on music selections he can give him some advice. Maybe on RV road trips he can give him some advice. But once again, and I can't reiterate this enough, the reason why Urban Meyer came to Jacksonville in the first place, more importantly than anything, is because of Trevor Lawrence. So if he truly feels that Trevor Lawrence needs some help, needs an Alex Smith, then so be it. But I think that Urban Meyer is going to be so hands-on with Trevor Lawrence or that backup quarterback being experienced won't even matter. We're talking about the exact same guy for the pro day was standing literally five yards away from Trevor Lawrence. Wouldn't let him out of his sight. Literally staring him down the entire time.
1: He was Le- like a new kid getting a puppy.
2: He was like a new kid getting a puppy. It was like me watching for my Doordash to finally show up. Like, it says it's in the neighborhood. I'm looking out the window. I don't see you. That's what Urban Meyer was doing, right? Like, more importantly than anything is the quarterback position. And more importantly than anything is the fact that Urban Meyer is in Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence. So, listen, I'm going to trust Urban Meyer. I'm going to trust his best judgment. But I truly feel like the backup quarterback in terms of teaching Trevor Lawrence stuff I just think that Urban Meyer can do that. I think that if you really have a question for Minshew, he can answer it. And I think that Urban Meyer is going to have the environment cultivated to let Trevor Lawrence succeed. And let's not forget, a la Justin Herbert, a la Joe Burrow. If you're good, you don't need a guy to learn from because you go in day one and set the tempo. You say, hey, I appreciate this, but I got it. Hey, I might have a question here, here, here. Minshew can answer me, but guess what? I got it. Because you know why? My freshman year, I was in national championship games against Alabama. Okay? So I've seen a lot of stuff. I've had a lot of experience. So I'll learn as I go along. I'll have the help along the way. But do I really need the backup quarterback at $8 million, $9 million? <sighs> I'm not so sure. When we come back in ESPN 690, we have provided a little peek, a little look-see behind the curtain of what takes place at the NFL combine. An interesting article on ESPN uh, on ESPN when we t- when we come back here on ESPN 690.
0: Brent Martineau. It's a, it's there's three islands and it can be very nice and lucrative by the way. You could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser too. You might not have a boat to get home.
2: Austin Lane. Well, I like that now. I love that analogy.
0: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I've heard the rumors now. And I wanna make sure that you understand that the city of New Orleans is a place for you and your beautiful family. I'm Latoya Cantrell, mayor of the city of New Orleans, and I know, Mr. Wilson, that you will be a great addition to the New Orleans Saints. And more importantly, I can see us in that number winning that Super Bowl championship once again. And what else I can see? The misses. Ciara Wilson herself on that main stage during the historical Essence Festival. Just wanted to stop in to let you know that we not only admire you, we, we want you. Love you, man. Love Sierra, Love your beautiful family. The culture of the city of New Orleans awaits you. <laughs>
2: oh, man. It is the quarterback carousel season. That that would be the New Orleans mayor. I'm looking up her name real quick. I'm sorry. Please work with me for a second. Latoya Cantrell. Latoya Cantrell. Um and to set the scene a little bit too. Listen, one of the cooler mayors that I've ever seen uh in a video, she's got like the she has like the whole Mardi Gras theme going on. She had an umbrella she was twirling and stuff, really trying to go above and beyond to get Russell Wilson in the city of New Orleans. Now, Coos, is it New Orleans or is it New Orleans? because she she, she said in, new orleans yeah N- N- new orleans i thought
0: no no hold on let me see if i can find
2: yeah it. because we, we, we got to square this away right now
0: because the way this i was always for you and your beautiful family i'm latoya cantrell mayor of the city of new orleans and... no see she said new
2: orleans there new orleans but going to the, go the beginning she says new orleans
0: i've heard the rumors now here it I comes to make sure that you understand that the city of new orleans is a place oh, for maybe you not. and right. your beautiful family. I'm Latoya no, Cantrell, Mayor right the the of New Orleans.
2: Okay, maybe she just said New Orleans. I thought you said New Orleans. I like swear in the very I heard beginning. it a different
1: way when we first listened.
2: I don't know. Man, this is like the whole the the viral video where it's like uh, the two Yanny things. or Laurel? Yeah, or Laurel. It's New Orleans, right? We're not saying New Orleans. New Orleans New Orleans. Just like Louisville. Biggest thing I learned about New Orleans. It in Kentucky because we had a bunch of guys from Louisville. I used to call it Louisville because I'm from Wisconsin. That's what we do. Louisville? Well, because we call it Louisville Sluggers, right? Louisville, yeah. That's where I come from. We call it Louisville Sluggers. So I just assumed that when I'm in Kentucky and we got a bunch of Louisville players, you call it, they say, from Louisville. And no, you have to drop the I. Well, there's an I in it. No. Got to drop the I. Okay. Okay. So I learned a lot about that. So it is New Orleans. Needless to say, how do you think Drew Brees feels about this? Because Drew Brees hasn't announced his retirement yet. Well, that's awkward.
1: We we talked about this kind of off the mic last week on Friday. I think I said it to you. I was just like, I feel I thought Brees already retired. No, I guess everyone just assumed he did.
2: Well. (laughs) No, for sure. And listen, if they've even found Drew Brees lately, that fool's outside. He's doing like sled pushes and stuff. Like, it seems like he's trying to make a comeback. He's trying again. to come back. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the video right here. This is brought to you by BR Gridiron or Beach Report Gridiron. Yeah, this guy is pushing, you know, like the, the sled that you, with the two poles? Mm-hmm. He's doing a sled push. Now he's got. 245s five's on, that's about it. And, you know, okay. you, Drew, you're a quarterback. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, you're a quarterback, but, you know, I feel like my wife can do that. I'm just but saying. Would
1: bring, that, bring that up a little.
2: I'm just saying. But okay. uh, he's going uphill a little bit, too, so props to Drew Brees. Once again, you're, you're not Taysom Hill, so I'm not going to hate you too much for it. But, like, watching this workout right here, Kuz, it looks like he's trying, trying to, to play this back. year. Yeah. I mean, this is a workout. But didn't the- he have,
1: like, a contract for, like, TV?
2: I think he had offered something, but it's, oh, not, it's not for it. sure. Like, but I'm yeah. just saying, if you see a guy doing sled pushes like this, two things happen. Midlife crisis, well, he's past the, the point of a midlife crisis. The guy's done it all. He's got a great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fine there. Or you're planning some kind of comeback. And that's what I gauge from this workout. Now, it begs the question. Obviously, if you're a Saints fan, you take Russell Wilson over Drew Brees any day of the week. Well, with with all due respect to Drew Brees for what he's done for that city, the records, all that stuff. But Russell Wilson obviously has a little left in the tank. And we're reminded of what Drew Brees left us with, you know, his final game of the season. I wonder what (laughs) where does this go? Because it's kind of an awkward situation. Like if I'm the the Saints organization, if if I'm the Saints brass, no pun intended because it's, you know, New Orleans with, you know, the music. <laughs> like, and, and, I don't know. Like, I see this video, and I'm just like, Drew, you, you gave us enough, buddy. Hey, we're all set here. Like, I guess what I'm trying to get – you Your think lungs the, were punctured. Yeah, that's a good point. He had punctured lungs. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you think the Saints are wanting him to come back? Okay? Because, I don't know, I just felt like the way that he walked off the field, and I get it, there wasn't a full crowd there. That means something. I understand all that stuff. But, like, the way that he left, it felt like that was the last time. Now, it wasn't on the best of terms, but let's be honest. Quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't always go out on top in terms of winning a Super Bowl or even going to the Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady is the is the outlier here. I'm sure Tom Brady's got another three left in the tank before he hangs it up in terms of Super Bowl wins because that's all the guy seems to do. But with Drew Brees, like, I got the sense when he walked off the field that that was it for him. But now, like, I'm seeing this video, and I get it, and people are saying, well, students us one video. I understand it. But make no mistake about it. If it, When I'm done fighting, and who knows when that's going to be, and when my athletic career is done, well, I'll still be skateboarding, all that good stuff. But you will never see me do a sled push again after my MMA career, all right? It's going to be straight yoga. It's going to be straight, I don't know. Pilates? Pilates? I...
1: Too much, yeah. I,
2: I might pull something.
1: What about the uh, the water aerobics,
2: dude? I'll crush a water aerobics. <laughs> yeah, circuit. there you go. Don't even get me started. In water, not nah, the, the whole swimming thing, not necessarily, you know, like I have to wear like the, the buoys or like the the floaties. Okay, I mean, I can swim, I just you know, it's not one of my favorite things. It's to easier do. there, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I can think of a better way to spend a day than swimming. Oh, just see, saying. I love swimming
1: for what? Everything, why? It's great, yeah,
2: you know, nah.
1: We're all like good. I remember when our our school made us do the twenty minute tread water thing. Yeah, I was like, can we do well, it for like forty minutes? Like I just want to chill in the water here. Like,
2: all right, listen. Since and I, I'm gonna tell you a secret real quick because no one's listening right now, the reason I don't like swimming that much is because the chlorine gets in my hair and it dries it out, and then it, uh. it's, it's it's a pain to deal with. So if that's me sounding a little extra, I well, apologize. <laughs> all right, could I, could I could I sound any extra right now? No, that's I said okay. I don't that like to go sense. swimming because it dries the the crap out of my hair. So just go in the ocean you know sharks and stuff though right yeah, well. we, we've we been over this yeah I, I know i don't do oceans that much okay what now,
1: about like a salt pool
2: salt pools are cool
1: or like a a,
2: a river oh dude i mean hey we're looking for lakes. What are some Who's going swimming in rivers? <laughs> well, I did, like. i thinking Swanee. i was thinking like, Swanee River. That's
1: like why the St. Johns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, nah, maybe bro. not in St. John's.
2: Um. No. Like any lake, yeah. I'll crush, man. I I grew up on lakes and okay. everything. Like you know, jet skiing, water skiing, all that stuff. Uh, but oceans are a different story. Okay. Just to say the least. What What about you? Are you more of a lake? Are you more of a freshwater guy? So oh, it doesn't matter chlorine. Ocean. Chlorine uh, too. I
1: want. I yeah. I'm fine with chlorine. Yeah? Do you, you like that smell and everything? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan, but, like, I was on the swim team, so, like, I'm used flex? to it. I don't think I knew that. Ab- Did no? you, have you showed that before? Oh, uh, I, I think so. Okay. But, like, your your hair would, like, turn gross colors because of the chlorine.
2: Sure. What was your specialty?
1: Uh, If I remember correct, butterfly was my strongest. That's the one where you, um, it's a good arm workout, right? Uh, And body. Like, you have to, yeah. like, almost, like, kick, like, well, flex like a mermaid-type... Yeah.
2: Yeah, flexing. I got yeah, you know, it. Yeah,
1: no, it was it was fun. It I, I got most improved because uh, I like, <laughs> <laughs> like when I got there, I pretty much couldn't swim, and then by the end, I was I was cooking along. So
2: okay, right on. Did you ever? Did you win a lot? Or I like. <laughs> I mean, let, let's so, be honest, dude. You kind of have the frame to be a swimmer. Like I, you're kind of tall and lean.
1: Yeah. I'd, well, I did okay. okay. So like they had tiers, you know, like yeah. A, B, and C, and I, if I remember correct, I was in B, so I wasn't ever ever able to get to A. Yeah. And I would get like second and third and first in those but i do have like my mom kept all my uh trophies yeah, yeah and stuff and i guess they just gave out like banners for everything so i have some from when i first started that i came in like 24th fourth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, i honestly hey. wish you hadn't given me that yeah, you no know, it's all good man recognize it, it's crazy though because like you think of swimmers and they're a certain body type well like i just said i mean you know you, you're tall and lean like I, I can see you being a swimmer yeah right like, if i probably weighed a little less i, I probably had like the swimmer's body but like it's crazy how. Initially, do like a sports science on this. Like, I feel like every like competitive swimmer that's like really good, they have like the long wingspans, you know, and they have yeah. like you know the, the 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 traps and the whatever these are called. I'm messing it all up. What are lats? Well, thank you very much. Oh my god, it. It, man, they have like ridiculous lats. And now, obviously, you're in the pool a lot, but like, I wonder all that motion, like if it elongates your body at all. I oh,
1: might because baby. I feel like
2: all swimmers are long and, and lanky.
1: Maybe that or those are just the ones that we see because they're, that body frame and True. shape makes them better or potentially better.
2: I guess so, yeah. But it's, it's like gymnasts as well. Like very rarely do you ever see like a really – especially like a you know, in the female side, do you ever see like a really super tall gymnast? No, they're usually short. They're all pretty short. And someone once told me that's because like all the tumbling that they do, it actually stuns their growth. You believe that or is that they're really lying to me?
1: I don't know. I mean it I know nothing think. about like how growth plates work.
2: So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The YMCA, they got a, a kid's program in, in gymnastics. i think about getting Ronan in that. Oh, yeah? It, it, if I could go back and do it all over again in terms of, like, my sports prowess, I probably would have taken gymnastics. Well, because really you get would've. so strong from it, right? Well, like You, you know, for buy. sure, dude. I mean, core strength, hip mobility, foot strength. Yeah, it's every hand strength. It's everything. And, like, I'm reminded of – um, so Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul is a guy uh, in my draft class out of University of South Florida. Now, to set the stage really quick, um, the year prior to Jason Pierre-Paul going to South Florida, there's a guy by the name of George Selvey, who I'm very good friends with, a, a former teammate um, and former training partner. But um with George Selvey, he was slated to go, I want to say, in the first round of his junior year and chose to come back to South Florida for his senior year. Well, in doing that, guy by the name of Jason Pierre-Paul shows up. And all of a sudden, it's like all the hype. And Selby doesn't get drafted, I believe, to the sixth round. He goes to the Rams. And Jason Pierre-Paul goes the first round. Now, yes, Jason Pierre, and I've said next to him many times, he's got crazy length. He's got crazy size. But a fun fact about Jason Pierre-Paul and what really got him on the map, and this is before, like, memes were a thing, because This is before even, like, really YouTube highlights on Twitter were a thing. But I remember watching this video this dude doing backflips. And I guess he had like a little bit of a gymnastics background, or whatever the case may be. But this guy could do like I think it was fifteen or seventeen back handsprings like back to back to back, just nonstop. And he's going around the field. Now you 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 sit here and you listen to that and it's like, well, who cares? Well apparently NFL Scouts cared. Apparently, you know, general managers cared because like it showed up as athleticism. It showed off his mobility, his flexibility. And when when you're a pass rusher and you're in the sport of hip bends and all this stuff, it means something. So, like, I meet Jason Pierre-Paul when we're in Indianapolis at the combine. And, like, he stands next to me. And immediately I I notice, like, okay, well, you have a freakishly uh, crazy wingspan. But then I'm looking at his height and his size. I'm like, dude, how the hell – Can you do, like, 17 or 18 back hamstrings back-to-back? He's like, I just practiced as a kid. You know, I just grew up doing it with gymnastics, and it always kind of stuck with me. Like, I remember hearing that, thinking, like, dude, I can't even, like, sleep on my stomach without, like, having the worst back pains the next morning. And this dude's doing, like, back hamstrings. But needless to say, you know, 11 years later, dude's still in the league. Dude just won a Super Bowl. And granted, he blew off his hand with some fireworks, but he's still doing the dang thing. Like he's still in the league, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like I said, the gymnastics background, the mobility, the flexibility. That all comes into play. So listen, parents out there that that want to raise the next, you know, NFL stud or or um, athletic, you know, scholarship recipient. I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids, but I'm just going to say when when they're super young. I don't think gymnastics is the worst thing to have them do. I think it's fun. I think it teaches them to to grow into their body a little bit. So instead of like getting little Johnny or little Jimmy in that squat rack for you know with 305 pounds on their back when they're six or seven years old, let them do some gymnastics, man. Let them do some tumbling. Let them let them move that body around a little bit and get used to it because they're growing. That'd be my advice to parents out there. But hey, do what you want. When we come back in ESPN 690. I'm going to start taking behind the scenes of the Combine a little bit. Mike Tanamount put out a great article. Why do NFL Combine participants wear suits to the meeting? I always laughed at that. Should I be laughing about it? What are all these questions, these crazy questions, what do they all mean? And what do scouts actually look for when they put you on the board and tell you to drop some plays? We'll discuss that next here on ESPN 690. Welcome back to Action Sports, Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane, my co-host Brett Martineau on a little vacay, enjoying his time off with the lovely weather, but thankfully I got Coos having my back, pushing all the right buttons, trying to keep me on track as much as possible. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, in, in the news, we, we, we got to talk about the breaking stories and everything like that. And... I started off talking about my weekend, and it was a great weekend. But, um, you know, there there is a little bit of, of somber news, uh, to say the least, and and a little bit of sad news that uh, involving Lewis Nix, um, who passed well, who's you know who's found deceased uh, Saturday night um, in a pond, kind of by his house in his vehicle. Now. You know, I had the opportunity, or I could have reached out to you know Ben Becker does a fantastic job. He's been reporting on this the entire week. Um, you know, his his mom reached out Friday, uh, and having not heard from her son, worried. Um, you know, they 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 put out the uh, you know his car make and model and all that stuff, and said if you've seen this, you know, keep the heads up and anything like that. So it, it seemed like. This weekend was about, you know, staying up to date of, like, well, whatever became of it, what happened. And then um, Saturday night, you got the the worst conclusion possible um, that, you know, uh, Lewis Nix uh, passed away. Now, as far as the details are concerned, um, you know, there there's some speculations out there. I'm not going to talk about any of it until I, you know, see certain people report it um, and confirm it. So I'm not going to bring anything to to that light um, and like I said, I, I really didn't want anybody to come on and, and discuss the matter per se. Not from really my own selfish needs, but the story's out there for everybody to read. Okay, and then and, and the reason why I'm so hesitant about talking about it a lot is because I had the the opportunity to interact with Lewis a couple of times. We um, we used to train together in the off season when, when I was retired and pursuing an mma career and he i think he was coming off of a knee injury um we found ourselves at the same uh place of training you know to get ready in the off season and things like that and granted my workouts were different than his workouts but we always finished off with a cool down and a stretch together and uh i saw a guy by the name of reggie Northrop today, uh, who's also an MMA fighter, but former football player, uh, went to First Coast, spent some time with the Los Angeles Rams, went to Florida State, um, collegially, but he also trained with all of us. And I saw Reggie today, and you know, Reggie asked him, like, dude, did you hear about Big, Big Lou? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, um, you kind of had a loss for words. And all I'm going to say about Lewis Nix, the third, I've, I've knew him for about two weeks. Right now, he was never my teammate. Um, I didn't necessarily know him personally, but I will say this about him: uh, the dude always had a smile on his face. And there's there's some guys in this business. When I say business, I mean the game of football, where you talk to them, and they speak about the future, and it's like, man, I'm I'm worried about this guy. You know, like, this guy needs football. If he doesn't have football, what is he going to do? And Lewis was always that guy that seemed like he had it all together. You know, he was a guy who uh, would make the light of any situation. And I say this all the time. Like, you need those guys in your life, especially when you're going through hard workouts. Like, you need the guy to lighten things up, uh, crack jokes, make everybody laugh and you know whether it was in our stretching group or whether it was me watching the the, the NFL guys work out like i always got the sense uh that lewis was that guy and that was only in a couple of weeks of actually knowing the dude you know but i i remember when i would leave the gym of uh, talking to him i always got the sense that man you know if if his injuries become too much and he's got to walk away from the game of football uh that dude's going to be okay because he's got a great energy um you just got the sense that everything was going to be cool. And then, you know, the story comes out, uh, and now we're here. So, uh, that's basically all I got to say about that. Um, obviously as the story continues to develop, we'll do our best to keep everybody up to date. Um, you know, for, for more details, I encourage everybody to, you know, to, to follow action news jacks. They've been really great with keeping everybody up to date with it. Um, but in the meantime, nothing but positive thoughts and 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 vibes go out to his family um his mother um yeah and then and that's pretty much it um On that standpoint, sorry, everybody. But, uh, Kuzé, let's go ahead and go to break, man. Let's go ahead and reset. Um, When we come back, we'll start talking about the combine a little bit, get a peek behind the curtain. Mike Tanabon had a very interesting article come out about what exactly scouts looking for at the combine. We'll go over that. A a lot more stuff, actually, breaking news in the NBA as well. So we'll get to that uh, in a little bit here. More on ESPN 690.